Section 12 of Tinkle the Trick Pony. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Nicole Kristin. Tinkle the Trick Pony by Richard Barnum. Tinkle is happy. Mapo the merry monkey picked up a long clean straw and put it in his mouth almost as a man might do with a toothpick Mapo sat chewing on the straw and looking at tinkle tell me about that nice home where you used to live little pony said Mapo. maybe it will make you feel better to talk about it i think it will sighed tinkle oh i just love to talk about george and mabel they were so good and kind to me and so was patrick the coachman so tinkle told mapo the story of his home and of his having been taken away in the moving van those were queer adventures said mapo almost as queer as those i had did you have adventures too asked tinkle indeed i did answered the merry monkey and he told the story of having once lived in the jungle forest and of how he had been caught and put in the circus i had so many adventures said mapo that a man put them in a book as he did those of tum-tum dido and some other animals maybe you'll be put in a book too tinkle oh nothing like that will ever happen to me said the trick pony but that only goes to show we never can tell what is going to happen in this world doesn't it for tinkle is in this very book you are reading and how surprised he was when he heard about it and saw his pictures but now we will leave him talking to mapo if you please and go back to where george and mabel live you will remember that patrick the coachman had gone to the store for salve for one of the horses and that george and mabel with their father and mother were visiting in the country when patrick came back with the salve the first thing he noticed was that tinkle was not in his stall patrick searched all around for tinkle but of course could not find him he asked the people living in neighboring houses but none of them had seen tinkle go away because the men shut him up inside the moving van you see some persons had seen the big wagon near the stable but none had seen tinkle put into it patrick even got a policeman and a fireman whom he knew to look for tinkle but they could not find him and when a day or so later mr and mrs farley came back from the country with george and mabel the two children cried when told that tinkle was gone i think i must cheer them up a bit said mr farley to his wife one afternoon they are thinking too much about tinkle i must take their minds off him how will you do it asked mrs farley a circus is coming to town to-morrow said her husband i'll take the children to see that and when they watch the funny monkeys the queer clowns and the big elephants they will forget about tinkle so when the big show with the white tents came to the city where the follies lived george and mabel were taken with their father to see the wonderful sight do you think there'll be any ponies in the circus asked george why yes maybe answered mr farley why i'm not going to look at them said mabel nor i added george they'd make me think too much of our tinkle on the way to the circus with their father 
Mabel and George passed through a part of the city where there were not many houses, and in what few homes there were, poor people lived. Many of them owned goats, some for the milk they gave, for the milk of goats is almost as good as that of cows. Oh, see that big goat, cried George, as they passed a small house on the rocks behind which a goat was jumping about. Look how easy he jumps. You may well say that, exclaimed a pleasant-faced Irish woman at the front gate. Sure, Lightfoot is the most elegant goat that ever was. Is Lightfoot his name? asked Mr. Farley. Sure, and it is, for it fits him well. He's that light on his feet, you'd never know he was jumping at all. Ah, he's a fine goat. I had a fine pony once, said George, but somebody took him away. That's too bad, said the Irish woman, whose name was Mrs. Maloney. Sure, but I'd like to see anyone, not a friend, try to take Lightfoot away. He'd butt him with his horns. Isn't it too bad Tinkle didn't have horns? sighed Mabel as she walked on. A pony with horns would be a funny one, said her brother. I wish I had time to tell you all that George and Mabel did at the circus and the many things they saw, from Tum Tum the Jolly Elephant to Mapo the Merry Monkey. They laughed at the clowns, ate popcorn and peanuts, giving some to the elephants, feeding a whole bag of peanuts to Tum Tum, though they didn't know his name. But they were sure he was nice because he looked at them in such a funny, jolly way. Oh, look at the ponies, cried Mabel, as the little horses trotted into the middle ring. There was Prancer and Tiny Tim, as well as others, and they were going to do their tricks. They are nice ponies, said George, glancing at them, even though he and Mabel had said they would not look. But no, not one of them is as nice as Tinkle. The ponies went through their tricks, doing their very best, and then when the time came, Tinkle himself was led in to do his tricks alone, as of late he always did. Mabel and George were looking the other way just then, watching a man turn a somersault over the backs of Tum Tum and some other elephants, and at first they did not see Tinkle. But as George turned in time to watch the trick pony take the United States flag out of the box and bring it to Mr. Drake, the little boy cried, Oh, Mabel, see that pony! Which one? asked the little girl. There! And George pointed. Doesn't he look just like Tinkle? He has four white feet and a white star on his head. Mabel, see, isn't he just like our pony? Why, why, cried George, standing up in his seat and very much excited. It is Tinkle. Oh, Mabel, it is Tinkle. I, I believe it is, said the little girl slowly. Persons sitting near the children looked at them and then at the pony. Mr. Farley, too, was staring at the little trick horse. I wonder if it could be Tinkle, he asked himself. George was sure he was right, so sure that he jumped from his seat and rushed into the ring where the pony had just finished his tricks. Tinkle, Tinkle, said George, it is you, isn't it? And you know me, don't you? Tinkle knew his little master at once, though it was several months since he had seen him. The pony trotted across the ring, and while the trainer, the circus folk, and the people in their seats looked on in wonder, George threw his arms around the pony's neck. Tinkle whinnied. That was the only way he could talk our language, 
but it meant he was glad to see george again very glad indeed oh tinkle tinkle cried the happy little boy i've found you again i've found our tinkle what does that mean asked mr drake do you say this is your pony i bought him for the circus yes tinkle is my pony cried george mine and mabel's i taught him some tricks too make a bow tinkle and tinkle did well this is very strange said the trainer he minds you and does tricks for you but i bought him off a man and perhaps i can explain said mr farley coming into the ring with mabel who not only put her arms around tinkle's neck but kissed him on his white star and tinkle rubbed his soft nose against a soft cheek this looks very much like my little boy's pony that was stolen from our stable some time ago when on mr farley and he told of having bought tinkle at the stock farm well i guess you're right and it is your little boy's pet said the circus man after tinkle's story had been told by mr farley i didn't like the looks of the man from whom i bought the pony but i never thought he had stolen tinkle there was no doubt that tinkle belonged to george you could tell that by watching how glad the pony was to see his master again the people in the audience thought it was all part of the circus and laughed as tinkle followed george about the ring the circus man was sorry to lose tinkle but as he said he had no right to him he agreed to let george and mabel have the pony back and may we take him now asked george eagerly yes i guess so said mr drake there is an old pony cart in one of the tents you can drive tinkle home in that and send the cart back by your coachman but you may keep tinkle and we'll never let him go away again said george never cried his sister will keep him forever a man took tinkle away to harness him to the pony cart tinkle had a chance to say good-bye to mappo and tam-tam so you're going back to your old home observed the monkey i'm glad for you never would have been happy here in the circus though it just suits me and me also added tam-tam the jolly elephant if you see dido the dancing bear he went on tell him to hurry back we are lonesome without him i will cried tinkle who was so excited he could hardly wait to be harnessed he was very eager to be with george and mabel again the circus man patted the pony for they liked him tinkle called good-bye to tum-tum mappo and all his animal friends and then the pony cart being ready he trotted home with mr farley george and mabel there is that funny goat lightfoot again said george as they passed the home of mrs maloney yes said mabel i like him i wonder if we will ever see him again and they did several times and you may read about it in the book to come after this which will be called lightfoot the leaping goat his many adventures you may well imagine how surprised mrs farley and patrick were to see the children come driving home with the long-lost tinkle we found him in the circus cried george and he can do ever so many more tricks said mabel laughing you ought to see him find the flag added her brother and they began to make tinkle do some of his new circus tricks so while the children are doing that and telling their mother how they found tinkle again this will be a good chance for us to say good-bye to the trick pony end of tinkle the trick pony by richard barnum